0: Think about how you program out your service and compare. Does this, does what I say we value match with what I'm actually doing in the ministry? Um, Because what we've seen is like, we've just seen some, some pretty cool growth that happens, not only numerically, but spiritually, because now the things that are not getting cut at what we say we value and put all our eggs in the basket is now small groups. And so that, I'm not saying that that's what everybody needs to do, but that's what we were saying. So what's the thing for you? And then figure out what is what's your value and what's your what's your program and do they match in, in, in that Hey,
1: Welcome to this episode of the Pastors Roundtable. I am your host, Ryan Latham, and I'm super excited to share a portion of one of our coaching calls you see, every month we hold coaching calls for youth pastors where we have guest speakers. We have a time for those in the group to talk about ministry issues and we help and support each other through that. And then we break up into two groups where we encourage each other and do life together. And today I'm going to share with you a portion of that teaching element. One of the things that's different about if you're in... The group is that you get to ask our speakers live questions about the topic that we've been talking about to personalize it to your ministry context. It's a game changer. It's much different than just listening to a teaching on a podcast like today. So I'd encourage you to get more information. You can go to renewleadership.org/slash network to get more information or to join. So today, get ready. Let's listen to a month teaching from our coaching group. So with no further delay, I want to transition to my good friend, Justin Knowles. Man, this guy is a world-class leader, world-class communicator, and I don't say that about every single one of our guests, but this is truly true. He's a director of the kids and youth ministry um, at Sandals Church in Riverside, California, which is a multi-site church doing incredible things. So he oversees all those teams, multiple campuses, multiple ministry leaders. Um, He has helped to relaunch, um, rebirth, all kinds of different things within those ministries. Um, He's also the host of the Youth Ministries Hacks podcast, Um, loves to talk about youth ministry. He's also an author on the Download Youth Ministries blog um, and resource pages. He's got a couple of upcoming events he's going to talk about. One is a youth pastor's retreat, um, and then also he's going to be speaking at a First Few Years event event. For those that are in their first five years of youth ministry, he's going to be speaking, kind of co-hosting that event. So, man, Justin, it's all yours, man. Take it over. Let's go. Guys, give up. Come on. Get some emojis going. Get some reactions. Get some thumbs up. Get some applause. Let's go. Let's make this virtual stage alive for my dude, Justin Knowles. Come on, everybody. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Can you guys hear me okay? Okay nice i should hire you ryan to give me an intro mm-hmm. everywhere i go <laughs> that's like that's nice feels good no i, I appreciate uh you invited me to come and be part of your guys's time today um ryan and i were kind of chatting a little bit about like what do, what do you what do you feel like this group needs what do we want to like kind of chat through and what we want to talk about um and we kind of landed on like how to how to restart slash refresh the ministry that you're in right now. Um, I think that no matter where you are, maybe you're newer and you're kind of newer in like your ministry setting, or maybe you've been at your ministry setting for a while, but you kind of get stale. You know, just kind of go through the motions and routines, like what happens on a normal basis when you do the same, you know, 52 services a year. That's the same thing, kind of same format. Um, and that you need to refresh some of that. And like Ryan said, like I, I've been doing this with, with our team, uh, teams, I should say, uh, that since at Sandal. So a little, little background of where this kind of came from, of what we're gonna dive into. So I've been at Sandal, this summer will be three years. Uh, I first got hired um, just to oversee the youth, the youth ministry. At that time, it was eight campuses, um, And so working with eight different youth pastors, and then now we're 14 campuses in the three years that I've been here. And then a year ago, they asked me to take on the kids ministry as well. And I said, hell no. And um, (laughs) and so they said, hey, just think about it and pray about it. And then the Holy Spirit conviction was like, hey, you got two kids. You could be a part of helping build up uh, the ministry that your kids will be able to grow up in. And I said, fine. And so a year ago, I took uh, on the kids team, along with that, like our kids creative team um, that creates all of our content, um, which is now transitioning to the family ministries, creativity, like creative team, which is going to be helping with all these. So there's just like a lot of people and a lot of moving parts and a lot of refreshing happening. Um, And I would say that how we go about those things are super important. Uh, because we could come in like Miley Cyrus on a wrecking ball and just destroy it all uh, in a decision, in an instant, or we could kind of go through the process. Um, and what I would like to share with you is kind of, honestly, just as more of a personal, what I've done in the last three teams that I've been able to be a part of um, and, and taking on and overseeing here at Sandals that I feel, I I'm biased, right, but I feel like we're doing it well. I feel like transition, people are excited about it because that's part of it is getting people on board. Um, you're not a leader unless people are following you actually. And so how do you get people to like follow you and be excited about what's going on? Um, and so again, this is just, this is what I what we've been working through now. Like we're in the process of working through what we're talking about now. And my hope is that it could be helpful um, to all of you guys, no matter where you are in your ministry. Um setting. Sound good? Sweet. So uh, I kind of broke it down. And honestly, this is, these are questions. I'm not, if you're looking for answers, I don't got them. And so it's more so of like, these are questions that we've been going through as a team and just thoughts that kind of allowed us to get to the point we're at now where people are pretty stoked to move forward and do what they want to do. And so it's kind of broken down into, it's a four different Uh, categories in in very church-like fashion it's alliteration and they all start with p and so um, we go through personal program processes and people and so these these are things that I think that we all need to kind of work through and there's questions that go along with each one of these and um, my hope is that maybe these are questions you could process yourself you could I would highly recommend you bring in a team or volunteers or core students or whatever you need to do um, to make sure that you know that we're working on this together Um, and so uh, I'll just start with the first one so first one is personal Um, obviously this is about like you as a leader uh, in your ministry uh, because whether you believe it or not like the leadership and vision of your ministry comes from you and so we have to go through you and the personal process that comes along with any sort of change or refreshing that comes along with it and so these are kind of just questions um, that I've asked myself um, that other people mentors have asked me um, that I've had to like process through whatever's going on Um, and I I could I have them all written down so Ryan I'll share these with you just in case we don't get through them all and I probably won't go through all of them um, but I'll I kind of picked out some of the the better ones um at least ones for a discussion slash teaching time um and so just a couple of questions on a personal scale when it comes to refreshing or or um restarting your ministry is like on a scale of one to ten how excited are you in regards to your own vision and strategy like how excited are you for right now like for me i know i'm asking that question because we're two years into a strategy that we launched two years ago And the strategy is still working. Just had a meeting with our youth team this last Monday and said, you know, just like if you've been to the beach, I don't know if there's any Coast people here. If not, I'm sorry. And I'm praying for you. Um, And just like a wave, a wave starts off. If you've been taken out by a wave, it's always strong at the beginning, right when it crashes. And that's what we saw in our ministry. It boomed um, because of this, our, our strategy and what we're doing. But then two years into it, it kind of like any wave as it gets closer to shore it dies and it kind of fizzles out a little bit. And what happens is when, I, and that's this is a personal thing for me too, that's why I think maybe a lot of youth pastors don't last more than three years is because they get tired of the vision. And youth pastors are like shiny, they like shiny things, they want the new things. And so, what happens is that we need to revigorate and recast the vision for what we've been doing for a strategy. Uh, we're really good at launching new things, but we suck at maintaining things. And we have to get people around us that are like good maintainers. But with that, what's what's on a scale of one to 10 right now in your ministry, like what's how excited are, are you about what's happening? Um, about your vision, about your strategy. Um, and then you have to ask yourself, right? The why, what's the why? why? Why do you feel? If it's like eight and above, that's awesome. You gotta maybe ask some whys of like, Uh, you know in the five to seven range and if you're like below a five like maybe you need to (laughs) you need some help Um, and you need some prayer and you need to think about what you're doing with your life Um, and so I would say that that's one one of the questions another question is on a scale one to ten how clear do you think your vision is for your ministry like I know you know it you probably know it because you probably came up with it Um, but a good test is go ask a leader this Wednesday and, or go ask a student this Wednesday and be like, how clear is your, how clear is your vision for what it is that your ministry? Cause you could tell by like, if someone could repeat it back to you, who cares if you know it, um, but how clear is it for you? And how clear is it for everybody else? Cause every leader wants to know how to win. And if we don't lay out what a clear vision for our leaders are, then we our vision is not clear. And we kind of don't, they kind of are just showing up on Wednesdays, not knowing what to do. Um, and so just kind of thinking, how, how are you communicating that? Um, what are you striving for exactly? Um, on a scale of one to 10, how, how good and consistent is your personal time with the Lord? I know that seems like a very like Jesus juke answer, um, but something, something that I've done and, and I've even noticed uh, two weeks ago, uh, we had our senior retreat. We took all of our seniors from all of our campuses away for the weekend. And uh, I had, you know, one of the, the, we have a spiritual formation pastor and he happens to be in my small group. And I asked him "Hey, Hey, uh, can you do me a favor? I'm going to have about two and a half hours of free time up there. Can you write something up for me that I could go through for the two and a half hours thinking that was going to be about vision or future or whatever. And the freaking guy wrote it about like inward, like he made it like made me focus on me and what God is doing in me. And well, as I walk through this whole like process, what, what, where it ended on, and this is something, again, I have to ask myself, this particular question is, um, I, I felt the Lord was saying, and, and I wrote it down in my in a, in a journal that I have is you are a better pastor, dad and husband than you give yourself credit for. But, there's a big but there, but you need to bring me in on the process earlier. Like, I'm, I'm a good, I know I'm a good husband. I know I'm a good dad. Uh, I know I'm, I'm really good at programming and running events and, you know, getting these big things. I could do all that by myself. Um, but I just felt the Holy Spirit was saying, hey, you need to like bring, you could bring me in because pro- you could be, you could throw, you could be good or you could be powerful. And I think like I could be good, and then, but I I want to be powerful. Like the Holy Spirit brings the power and the life change, Um, because I don't want to just be a good event thrower. (laughs) I want to I want to provide powerful services for for students and kids to bring uh, to come to know who Jesus is. So that's a really big question um, that I ask myself. Um, A couple of other ones like on a scale of one to ten, how organized are you? Youth pastors are notorious for being disorganized um like how how well do you communicate how far out in advance do you plan you plan your events are you the last minute are you the sunday saturday night special you know what whatever you need to do like how how advanced are you or organized are you um one of my favorite ones that i ask a lot of our, our youth pastors is um who in your area do you need do you need to go grab lunch with Like, maybe for you, it's like, oh, it's that big church down the road, or maybe it's that small church down the road, and you're like, oh, I don't need to, or ooh, I don't want to, but maybe you should, Um, and so who who are the people that you are reaching out to that maybe you could uh, create a little bit more connection with? Um, Two more in this area that I'll kind of highlight is what's one habit that you need to add as a leader. To make you more effective. And then opposite is what, what's a habit that you need to drop in order to be a more effective leader. And so for me, like I, I've had to add journaling. I hate journaling, but everybody that is above me and a mentor like who is way more beyond as leadership and spiritually that I am, they all journal and they challenge me to do so. And it's been awesome and awful at the same time because I, I, I'm not good at it, but it's so powerful and I hate that it's powerful and it's working. Um, and so that's one. And the thing that I got to drop, honestly, the, the thing that I dropped is I, I took off um, and I read I got this from uh, um, oh man, what, uh, Ruthless, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. If you want to kick in the face, read that. And basically, I don't have any work items on my phone. I don't have email. I don't have Slack. I don't have Google Drive. I don't have anything work-related on my phone um, because I noticed that when I was at home, I wasn't at home and I was still working. And so now I don't have, it's all on my my laptop. That's the only time that any work things on there is when I open up my laptop, that's when all my work things are. Because I noticed I had a really bad habit of working at home, even just sitting on the couch, opening up, you know, Gmail and answer questions while spouting off emails while my wife is sitting right next to me. And that's not good. And so there's a lot, I have like 15 more questions, but I'll stop there. Um, Again, on a personal basis that I think that we need to ask ourselves, because it does start with us as leaders first um before we could even dive into any program into the into people into in the processes or discipleship um, and so we'll go from there I'm going to go I'm going to move on to the next one which is program um, program is so this is like your weekly service this is your events this is the like from what I've experienced is that like we love to plan things Uh, We, you know, we want to serve, we love, and my hope is that you love serving in the ministry that you do. But I think most of the time is that what we do is we just do the thing and then you move on to the next thing without asking questions about whatever thing that you just planned. Cause like we're, we're on the, like service is the never ending full beast. Like it's always coming. There's always another Wednesday. There's always another Sunday. And it's really easy just to not think about anything and just plan the next one, and kind of again go through um, the motions. And so, a couple of big things that we've been really wrestling with, even within ourselves, in regards to uh, our program, our two main ones, and I'll throw in a couple other ones, is does your does does what you does what you say that you value as a ministry match with how you program. Your services so like does what you say that you value can does if i were just to look at your program does that show within what you do on a weekly basis so example uh we say at sandals youth is that we say that small groups is is what it's all about like no one says are you coming to service this wednesday everybody says are you coming to small group like that's that's kind of like the language and the culture that we have, but we noticed that when we started asking this question, we noticed that uh, we were programming all of like, every Wednesday night, and the thing that will get cut the most was small group time, because we we're trying to plan all the things that we say that we're like we're trying to do: we're trying to do worship and trying to do a game and trying to do some fun stuff and try to you know the patio time or an event that we do everything besides like small groups was the focus and we say that small groups was the focus and so what we what we started doing and what we started doing uh, about a year ago is that we kind of cut wednesday nights for us is we do first wednesday which is like the typical youth group night where there's like worship and games and prizes and and all that and then the second third and fourth wednesday is literally watch the message break into small groups. Because what we say is what we, like we weren't matching. Like they just kind of competed against each other. And what we need to do in in whatever ministry and whatever your context is, what are the values that you say and that you communicate clearly from stage? And then think about how you program out your service and compare. Does this, does what I say we value match with what I'm actually doing in the ministry? Um, Because what we've seen is like we've just seen some some pretty cool growth that happens not only numerically but spiritually because now the things that are not getting cut at what we say we value and put all our eggs in the basket is now small groups and so that, i'm not saying that that's what everybody needs to do but that's what we were saying so what's the thing for you and then figure out what is what's your value and what's your what's your program and do they match in 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 that process the second big thing that I've been hounding our team, I say that, hey guys, this question should haunt you in the back of your head right here. Um, it should always constantly be uh, bugging you and challenging you. Um, and it's just this idea as, is what you're doing worth being invited to? Like, is it worth being invited to? Now think about like, think about your students for a second. Because a lot of times what I feel like a lot of youth pastors, they, they plan things that they think is good. Um, they don't plan things with what, what their students want or need um, in the, in, in that moment. So like, again, I'll, I'll speak personally for us is we, we noticed um, that with our first Wednesday model is that this is kind of like our first invite. Like it's our invite night. We usually see a big spike of like new students in that sense. We partner with this whole idea of like, who's your one. And the idea is that what happens instead of saying, Hey, everybody, whoever brings the most kids, you know, this Wednesday gets a big prize. But we, instead we switched our language to what would happen if like you focused on one of your friends who doesn't know Jesus for one year. So who's your one and all year long that they're focusing on that. And what we see is that the first Wednesday is like the softball invite into uh, what a small group could be. And so we started asking this question. Usually there's some sort of event afterwards or there's some sort of like thing that they would invite them to. And the question why this question is so important is because if if we're asking our students to spend relational capital with friends who don't go to church that they're willing to say hey you should come to this thing with me and then they come and it's lame like you're not you're not building trust with your core students to go and reach out to students who don't know who Jesus is like cuz what happens is that they're they they're not going to like oh that's not going to be lame i'm not going to i'm not going to spend that relational capital that i've been working with my friend for so long that they're going to come and be part of it. Does it happen all the time? No, but I'm thinking like majority of like the students that I've chatted with in our ministry, like, they're like, I don't know if I would invite my friend to that. And so we have to have this mindset of like, okay, is this worth being invited to? And the second part of that, the B part of that is have you as a leader done your due diligence to make it awesome, like to make it worth it. That's like the planning ahead. Uh, you know, I've been on our team, this whole, this, a lot in this last quarter of like, hey, the event is 50% of what we do. The other 50% is the marketing, is the promotion of, it's how on earth are we going to tell our friends or our our students to invite their friends if they don't know what they're inviting their friend to? Like if if we're not promoting and if we're not ahead of the game in our planning, in our organization, how are our students going to get excited about inviting friends to a thing that they don't know about? Rather than having a two-day span, and so that's like those those two questions for us like kind of changed our programming um, in regards to man. Hey, is this worth being invited to? And if you want to know, ask your students. They'll tell you. Like they're like brutally honest, and they'll say like, no, that wasn't good. <laughs> like, oh no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't invite my friend to that. Um, and you're like, okay. Well, what do you want to invite your friend to? And like, bring him in. Bring in the bring them in the process. Um, do they all have good ideas? No, some of them are lame also. But like we, it's our job to like navigate and, and to thread, okay, what is, what is a good event for us? What's like, t- what's not going to be super time consuming? What's going to fit within our budget? But also what's something that I'm going to set up our students for uh, so that they, it's an easy softball for them to invite them to the program that we're trying to do. Um, and so a couple of things that go along with that um that I that I've been kind of really hitting on is um like how how new student friendly is your is your program like how because when we get in the habit is we get into the churchy language or we assume like for us we break out in a small groups every Wednesday night like every Wednesday night you break out in a small group and what I've been harping on our team is like well like you don't get up on stage, like you should be casting vision of why small groups are important every single Wednesday, we need to assume that there's a new person in the audience at all times, because instead of saying, okay, cool, everybody go to groups, and then everybody disperses, well, what about that new kid, they have no idea where to go, they have no idea what we're about to enter into, they have like, they're like, what, we're going to go talk about our feelings now, like what, what's happening, like what's, what's going on, I have to tell my sin, what is happening, And so what I tell like our, our leaders and our youth pastors is like, you know, how new, how, how new person friendly is your service? Like before you go into worship, do you explain what worship is? Before you break into groups? Hey, this is why we do groups. Groups are a great way for us to talk about our struggles, talk about our celebrations. We could pray for each other. We could encourage each other. And we break out into groups to allow that to happen. 30 seconds, boom, everybody gets an idea of what we're about to go into um, new, the new student goes, okay, I can, I can, I could understand that. Um, and then it kind of sets them up well for success. Um, you know, even using like the language that we, that we use from stage, I think is a huge part, uh, in, in regards to like our programming. Like, you know, if we're about to sing, honestly, like worship's kind of weird. And so like, you know, if we're about to sing a weird song, what would it look like for us to explain what the meaning of the song is? Um, and not just assume that students know what's happening on stage or or what they're doing. Even your core students, I bet, um, probably don't know what every song is or what even what we're singing. I'm alive in the river, what does that mean? Come to the altar, what's that? And so like just kind of thinking through even like how we program out and the language that we use within our program, I think is super huge Um, and and it, it sets us up well to have conversations with not only our core students, but new students um, as well. And so a couple of other things, like I know that that to even think through and to like walk through programmatically, like what I did when I first got here is I created a, hey, on a scale of one, I created a survey, on a scale of one in 10, how effective do you think our program is? Hey, on a scale of one and 10 students, would you invite a friend here um, and why? Hey, on a scale of 10, uh, out of 1 to 10 uh, how good is our curriculum to our leaders you know how do you feel like our like our curriculum causes discussion uh, and like think through questions about your program and if you really want to know how well you're doing give it a score and then bring it everybody in in the process and say hey everybody across our team we scored when i asked the question like hey how fun is our program and we scored a 5 I think that's something we as a team need to focus on. And like now, now we can start bringing in people who value those things and you can start bringing people in in the process um, from there. And so it's, again, it's just kind of walking through the questions of your program and really starting to refresh. Like if you, that's how, if you want to know how to um, not create a sacred cow, if you want to know how to not create or be in a rut is like everything needs to be on the chopping block. And then every year we need to ask the question of, okay, is this worth being invited to? You know, we just did a big youth conference. It's our third year that we've done it. But I told our team this last Monday, if the moment that it's not effective and we find something better, it's done. We're not going to rely on old momentum to create new things. And so what we need to do is constantly ask our questions. I'm going to stop right there, Ryan, because I got two more things. Maybe there's some questions. Um, Cause that's a lot. I'm just fire hosing information and questions at you guys. Um, and I, I, my hope is my goal, right? It's a discussion rather than a, than a me just talking the whole time.
1: Yeah, for sure. So you went through the first two, you've got two more with a set of questions. Is that correct? Yeah. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed listening in on our coaching call again. That's just a portion of what we do during our coaching calls. We have guest speakers where you get to interact in real time, ask real questions about your ministry context. We get to interact as a group to help each other in our ministries and also break up into groups where you get to have personal connection with a smaller group where you get to encouragement and uh, do life together. I want to encourage you to take a look at it, go to renewedleadership.org slash network to get more information and to join a group. Well, we're going to be bringing you more episodes so take a look wherever you're subscribed for the podcast i can't wait to bring you another episode here soon